Mr. Frotto? What, Sam? What's the answer to this question? Oh, Sam, I can't help you. What, what is it a transcendent anyway? It, it's nothing unnatural, is it? Shh. Gentlemen, might I remind you that there be no cheating on this final exam. Or you shall not pass! Students, welcome to school. Remember, the thought of the day is... See, what are you, some saint all of a sudden? What's the galaxy ever done for you? Why would you want to say that? Because I'm one of the idiots who lives in it! All right, welcome to Neekology 101, the study of the nerd and geek in their natural habitat. I'm Gary. Dirty. Angie. And today we have our guest today, Joel Ryan. Welcome, Joel. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, no problem. No problem. Hey, so it's kind of a fun... We're in the middle of COVID, so, you know, hey, we're trying to – we got everybody here on a FaceTime, and so we're going to get a chance to yap a little bit. But, Joel, real quick, I want to tell you a little bit – introduce Joel. We got to meet at a conference. It was um, – I always – it's a Southern Seminary. Is that who put together that show? Yeah, program? I believe it was Southern California Seminary, and they put it together. And, uh, yeah, we had a pretty good time. I mean, I, it's funny. I didn't get to – it's funny you say we met, but uh, I didn't really actually get to Not see Not physically, right. <laughs> They did a good job of because it was supposed to be a live. Uh, uh, um, it was all uh, creative writers, and it was a bunch of different things, right? And but we they made it a Zoom, and it worked great. It was great. So yeah, they did. Uh, this was the first year that I was a part of it, and, and they they had really reached out to me because uh, typically, I mean, it was a Christian writers conference, so a lot of the writers that participated, had, you know, wanted to get into. Uh, you know, Christian inspirational literature and things like that. They they really wanted. They, they had a lot of creative writers and said, "Well, what about us fiction folk?" Um, so I said, "Yeah, I'll take up that charge for sure." So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and it was great. The conversations really got going. And what was funny was, I'm getting a hum off here. Sorry, you guys hear a hum? Or is that me? Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> what was great about that was the conversation. How it turned. It was so fun because. The way we kind of met, what Rudy, you still there? Still here. Okay, he's blanked out. Um, what was fun about that was we started. In fact, it was right at the beginning uh, that someone had used a quote from uh, uh, was it Bill and Ted? <laughs> I think it was Bill and Ted. I'm sure it was. No way. How's, How's it going, going Bill, Bill and Ted? And I said, okay, we got some nerds in the group here, and I started listening to the conversation and. The, the conversation came between Star Wars and Star Trek or something, and it was you and Bray and – and I can't remember. Was it Pastor – I can't remember his name. It was Pastor Gio. He, Gio. You know, and I, you know, I've never had it before at a conference any, in, or a workshop, anything I've been teaching. In the middle of it, just someone jump in and go, I want to I want to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on Zoom, they, you know, the other – and normally, you know, sometimes you have people that kind of wait and they say, oh, I want to ask a question about that at the end. Um but it was hilarious. I've never had a fellow speaker in the middle of my talk jump in and just get so overwhelmed and excited about the talk. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we got nerds here. We got a good co- – it was oh, fun to watch. Yeah. And, and I think you were there, so you could see you know, the nerds in the, in the panel kind of all jump in and kind of it, – it, it just went down this rabbit hole. And the other speakers who are not kind of looked at us and went, oh, the boys are at it again. Uh-huh. They were gracious, but it was funny. <laughs> it was <laughs> And it was the ladies too, like, oh boy, the boys, you know, but, but it was fun. It was the whole, you know, it's connections, right? That's what was great about it. Yeah. And then it was funny is I think Pastor Gio and you were both, they were the other ends in Star Wars, Star Trek. I'm like, but we make it work, right? It's all good. <laughs> so. Yeah, I didn't feel any, I mean, because I, I, well, I feel like I've bridged both. Yeah. You know, Universes, I, I, yes. I, I'm a fan of both, so I don't really. Yep. See, and that's pop. No, and that's how, you know what, and that's the tie-in, nice tie-in there, Joel, to today, because we're gonna be talking about you know unity and the whole fandom, and maybe that's something to help our country too. But give us a little background on yourself, real quick, yeah. about who you are and what you got, how you got plugged into stuff. Yeah, so um, I mean, my background is in writing. I started pretty young. You know, I was writing as young as I, as soon as I could write, I was writing stories, and just that that was an outlet for me uh, to really learn something about myself. I mean, I finding ways to kind of figure out life and, and I was obsessed with movies as a kid you know 
my mom was always the one that was really skeptical and went, no, man, I don't want him to watch Star Wars. That's I don't my want dad. Him to, <laughs> I want him to be influenced by the Force and let that go. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you know, because they, they, they were raising me in the church, and so she said, look, you know, I don't want him to be confused and, and start trying to use the Force in church. And, <laughs> right. And Rudy's done that, though. <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, uh, calling the Holy Spirit the Force and thinking right. that you were one and the same. Oh, so, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell mom. (laughs) Yeah, he he put on the Indian, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh yeah. You know, age seven and go. Oh yeah, you may want to close your eyes for this part. Yes. Speaking of uh, horror, you know, I I I look back and go, man, you know, I was watching Predator as a kid. Oh sure. Like, why was I? Why why was my dad? Oh yeah. Culture, you know, culture. Culture. Looking back and be like, and and seeing you know movies that you know you grew up with and. And you try to, you know, get your kid involved and say, they're like, oh, I watched this movie when I was your age, and I watched it again. I'm like, why did I watch this? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, well, I did that with Weird Science. <laughs> weird Science. Elastic tubes and pots and pans. Bits and pieces and magic from the handle. Make it Weird Science. <laughs> Our tastes of change. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I definitely grew up with that sense of you know, kind of science fiction, but also a little bit of horror and you know, movies that scared me, but also intrigued me. I went, wow, you know, what, mm-hmm. what, what did they do? How did they get me to you know, not just a jump scare, but how did they get me to really be invested and, and how oh, did yeah. they suspend that tension and, and make me go to bed terrified but also excited? <laughs> like I, I, I wanted to go back and watch it again. But still, don't look under the bed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right. Uh, don't open the closet either. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I know I just kept writing and mostly grew up doing a lot of poetry, short mm-hmm. stories, things like that, and then really got into screenwriting kind of as a teen. Um, and that led me to film school where I just started getting into film, film, film criticism, film theory. I, I love film history. That's awesome. Like most of the guys that I went to film school with were just like, give me the camera and let me go to work. Oh, sure. Oh, I, I, I want to study yeah the greats you know and so i i was the guy in the screening room and in the library just heating it up um, very good so i found that was my path was more writing writing for film but writing about film um and then that kind of led me into hollywood where i was doing a lot of script reading um which you know i, I think i mentioned at the conference script reading is great because as a writer you get to read so many bad scripts sure so you learn what not to do there you um, go making the same mistakes so oh. I better not do that um, but occasionally you get to read a gem and, and that's great so um, Keep yeah I did that for a while and then eventually kind of said you know I want to I needed a break from Hollywood uh, started working and doing some of my own theater work and then awesome. ended up working and writing for children so that's a lot of what I'm doing now teen writing for children teens young adults and that's awesome I'm loving it and you're, up, so. and you're a teacher as well too right yeah I teach uh, I teach a lot of writing and communications courses at Life Pacific University awesome. so it's been a very interesting semester, as I'm sure all teachers know. Uh, but we're making it work, and yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. That's well, yeah, we we do. Uh, what's funny is you um, uh, you have a fandom universe which is multiple fandoms, and that that's that's a that's a balance in itself, <laughs> you know. And uh, but that's good, and you learn so much. But that's great. Um, and what I love is the fact that uh, uh, we're. What did someone say recently? They um. They're talking about, uh, you know, not needing more Christian films, but more films made by Christians. You know, things that have you're taking the you're taking these things, you're learning. You go, well, how can I put a good message in this? You know, but with all the good acting and good everything, and that's the what we're looking for, right? Yeah, and I, there's there's a class we just I just wrapped up at the school, you know, on, on where we looked at kind of the relationship between Christianity, media, and culture, and, and you know, one of the final quotes we ended with was, you know, we we really looked at. Um, you know, kind of what is what is the role of the Christian in pop culture? You know, where what should where, what should our role be in society? And I, I think there's a quote, and I'm gonna, I'm going to butcher this quote. I'm sorry, but he said something along the lines of, you know, we don't need more Christians writing about Christianity. We need more Christians writing about pop culture and the things mm. of our world. Wow, um, absolutely. And, and I think yeah. that's that's a great way to think about. You know, of course we're going to need you know 
theologians writing about the faith. And yeah. But yeah, we do need Christians in, in all areas of, you know, pop culture from storytelling to Hollywood to, um, to everything really writing and breaking it down from, from that Christian point of view, that Christian perspective. That's so, awesome. Rudy, you're going to say something on that. You had, a, you had an idea. I was just totally agreeing with it, and it was kind of, you know, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. You know what I mean? Yes. Where it, you know, there's, there's a lot of great Christian movies that just, you know, really, you know, push the subject of, you know, uh, you know, following God's word in the Bible and everything, and 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 there's a lot of good stuff out there that, you know, just because of the way, you know, Hollywood is, it doesn't really get back as far as the money that it needs to be. So it always lacks in cinematography. It always lacks in the actors themselves. I mean, there's, you know, you always look at the, you know, the Kirk Cameron type movies where, you know, they spent all their money on Kirk Cameron and nothing else, oh. which, you know, and, and it always, you know, those, those movies are, you know, they have a really good backbone, but they just, you know, don't have a chance of, of um, going out and being and you know, spreading amongst the world, you know, and who needs it because it just kind of stops in that, Christian community. Those right. movies aren't for the Christian community. They're for the non-Christian community. Yeah. That's sure. what they're supposed to be. Right, right. So, you know, uh, and going back to, um, you know, very talented Christians who are, you know, writing and kind of, you know, blending in all the pop culture stuff and, you know, and kind of what we do, you know, on a on a weekly basis with the podcast and the blog is, you know, there's, you know, Christians. You know, God's everywhere. You know, God has his hands in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in, you know, uh, uh, you know, Christian movies, Christian music, and anything like that. He has it on everything. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of our responsibility to, you know, show the world that, yeah, you know, he's involved in everything. I mean, you don't, ha- you don't specifically have to be in, you know, one subject. I mean, that's, that's kind of what, you know, what holds the church back is, you know, just you know, vying to, you know, one, you know, one community. Yeah. Right. And if it's, I can add real yeah, quick, go for it. Um, as a Christian horror author, um, you know, I, I get a lot from a lot of Christians. Um, you're wasting your talent mm. that God gave you. You're not doing what God wants you to do. And, and I just think, how do you know what God wants me to do? Sure. You know, that's, I'm the one that has to obey his will for my life and you obey your will for your life. But I always think about, because I always try to put something in my books about Christianity. In every single book, there's something. And I'm thinking, well, what if that reader, that's the only way they're ever going to hear something about God? Right. You know? So, I totally agree. God is everywhere. And as Christians, it's kind of our responsibility to put it out there in a public forum. Yes. That is going to reach the most amount of people. That's right. And and you're going to have the people that do, yes, all they're called to do is write theology, Christian text, things like that, and that's perfect because we need that, like Joel said. But at the same time, we need people in popular culture. Sure, and not. Go ahead. Yeah, that's such a great thing. I mean, it makes me think. This week, you know, my students, my seniors in one of my classes, their final project was they had to give a TED talk. Oh, that's awesome. Kind of about you know topics we were relating class, and I had a student who's he's a great writer, um, but he did his whole TED talk on kind of where's the Christian rated R movie you know wow and kind of that dealt with the topic of ratings and said you know why why are we as Christians so afraid to engage with um, truthful themes that you know may, yeah maybe you're violent or maybe you're darker but you know it, it don't glorify sin don't glorify brokenness but expose it and grapple with it yeah uh, and he did a great job but um, he's he's the student was a huge fan of and, and I am too of Scott Derrickson uh, mm. who I'm, I'm sure my horror you know writers and fans will be and he knows. <laughs> right. But, you know, Scott was an interesting guy because, you know, he's a believer. He's, he's an amazing filmmaker. I got to meet him years ago. I was uh, doing the Acts 1 writing program in Hollywood. And, he, you know, he gave a talk because he was, I think he was right in the middle. He just finished up The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is a terrifying movie. I, I still can't watch it. Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 gosh, it's terrifying. But he talked about, he says, you know, look, I, he goes, it was a movie I'm glad I made. I hope I never have to make a movie like that again. Because he talked about the research that he did. Wow. Listening to recordings of actual exorcisms. Oh my gosh. Wow. Just, you know, he says it was just you know, spine tingling. Let your death be the final word in the story of rebellion. Just, oh, 
was chilly. Mm-hmm. But he says, you know, as as a believer, you know, he says, I had, a, I had so many people in church saying, why would you make a movie about this? Yeah. And he goes, who better to make a movie about the reality of spiritual darkness? Sure. Someone who understands it and knows it and knows the power we have. That's right. That's right. And he shared some stories of being on set and, and, and dealing with some very you know, powerful spiritual influences, but saying, thank God I was there and was, you know, could, could be discerning of what was going on and just say, cut, stop. And, and you know, oh. take care of my actress who was having to, you know, perform and, and do these horrible things. Oh, wow. That's kind of what, what was really going on for her and protect her in the spirit. Mm. I just said, we, I mean, that's exactly who you want making that kind of movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not a movie I would want to watch over and over again. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, you know, who better to be able to encounter or at least address, you know, the relationship between good and evil than, you know, someone who understands the eternal perspective on that. Right. Yeah. Or, gotcha. Somebody, you're talking about the Christian community and having a hard time with rated R movies. I mean, Remember there was that big deal with uh, Mel Gibson's Christ movie. I was gonna say and, that's an intense and, one. Uh, yeah. And just remember when when that came when the rating came out for that everybody just blew a fit because it was a rated R Christ movie. It's intense. Yeah. Okay. And when I gra- it was when I graduated film school, I worked for him for about a year. I worked for he had, he has a production company called Icon Productions. Uh, they did Passion. They did Apocalypto. They've done a lot of his kind of. You know, I remember he was a sweet guy, nice guy. Um, but I remember just really having a heart for him because, you know, he had made passion for the church. He says, look, you know, I want to bring a Hollywood budget, Hollywood, you know, the, the, the spectacle and all the right, you know, cinematography and music, all the, you know, everything that we feel like Christian movies lack. Because I want to bring that level of excellence in every area wow. and, and give this love letter to the church. And I think it really broke his heart to see so many in the church have you know, an adverse reaction to it or be kind of like, well, you know, it's too violent or, you know, there was, I mean, a lot of people received it, but a lot didn't. And I think yeah. that really broke his heart, you know, to well, see. Well, I, yeah, it comes down to being non-judgmental. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what God has in store for the Christian next to us and we shouldn't be telling them, hey, that's not what you're supposed to do because you're yeah. a Christian. Yeah. How do we know better than that person does with their relationship with God? Yeah. We can't impose ourselves on that relationship and say that's not what you're allowed to do. Mm. You, you know, and I, and you know what? It's interesting. And to, to, to kind of go back to what he's saying, but yeah, exactly. Um, but they said if you're actually to show the crucifixion as it really was, it would there's no way, you know, it'd be like a rate. It'd be X. It'd be horrible because it was just brutal. And so no one's, I mean, so the, the, the Bible has things that are just intense. You know what I mean? Just like, what the heck, you know, you know, even with the violence of the crucifixion, I think Mel toned it down, which is, he did. He still toned it down way down. Yeah. And it was such a huge foundation to all the, all the mini series that came years and years later of, you know the potential of you know subjects like that that can uh, you know be focused on and and uh, uh, invested in with the production and the cinematography and everything and how well it could be done and mm-hmm. received well. Right. You know, you know, just all the I think there was like the Bible miniseries and then it broke off into um, the disciple miniseries and those those looked great because it it actually. Um, it was actually taken care of and done very well. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys know about The Chosen, correct? And I think we're moving into that place where they're starting to get, like, all the all the gears are running on, and that The Chosen is the, you know, the Dallas Jenkins, and that is fantastic. And I mean, you're interested in how they're going to handle that part, because I know they're going to get into that part of Christ, too, but who knows, right? And, and I think, too, I mean, to just kind of, to kind of wrap up everything we've been talking about, I, I think something I really try and always teach my students is I said, you know, guys, excellence opens doors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we have this, you know, that this feeling or this sentiment that we hold on to, you know, well, you know, God's going to cover us and he does. Yeah, yes. I absolutely, I absolutely believe that God opens doors for, for those that are faithful to him. But, you know, I think sometimes we also use that as, a, as an excuse to be lazy or to create bad work. Sure. Like, well, God's going to cover it. So it doesn't have to be, you know, oh, we don't have to do put in the work. We don't have to like learn the craft. Yeah. 
and and I think you know, uh, you know, I, I spent about five six years working with the Walt Disney Company, and I, I mean I can't tell you how many times I can I can say, you know, Christians like to say that you know the world is closed off to what the mm. what we create. I go if it's excellent and it's good and it's amazing and people just it's so hard for people to ignore that. Yeah. Um, you know, passion the crisis and the crisis proved you know that it opened doors that you know I think some Christian artists and filmmakers walked through after some didn't mm-hmm. um, yeah. because Hollywood went wow this is not only exceptional in terms of quality uh, it made a lot of money and you know when you think about it as a business and go you know when, when the producers go these movies make money they're they're gonna listen they're gonna at least mm-hmm. entertain the, the idea right so, that, um, the message is there Hey, real quick, I have to get better about this, but we're going to take a quick commercial break because we're starting to do our commercials now. So we're going to come right back in just a second. Uh, Gary? Yeah. Why are we sitting in a hot tub? And holding bowls of cereal? Well, just an idea I had for a commercial for my upcoming book, Chronolosity Fistful of Chronotons. Okay, explain. Well... My main character, Levy, invents a water-based time machine and is in a race against time to save his family. Hence, the hot tub. So it's just the hot tub time? It's not the hot tub time machine. All right, all right. Hot tub makes sense, I guess. But what's up with the cereal? Well, when I was writing the book, you guys kept saying croutons sound like a breakfast cereal. (laughs) It does, actually. That's true. So we're eating bowls full of croutons in the hot tub with two. That's the power of podcasting, Gary. Nobody can tell we're sitting in a hot tub eating a bowl of cereal. All right, all right. So let's let's dry up and think of a decent commercial for Gary's book. Right. Hey, uh, don't know if you're out there writing a book or have an idea for a book, but I'll tell you what, one of the things I found out with putting together uh, books I've been working on, of course, my friend John Pepe, uh, that an editor is huge. Uh, it's like having a co-author, actually. Someone who really invests in your work and really gets you, uh, ask you those tough questions and really gets your work ready for, well, maybe you're self-publishing or going to a, um, a traditional publisher. Uh, check out By the Hand Editing. Uh, Angie Martin, you've heard her on our show. She's actually one of our hosts now. Has that uh, online, which you can find on Facebook. Great. Uh, re- we've really enjoyed getting to use uh, their service and I tell you what, um, we're going to keep coming back because they have really, they're great people, they do a great service, and it's a great price. So I would encourage you, if you haven't got a chance to uh, check them out, uh, buy the hand editing. That's Angie Martin. And they have some fantastic deals and prices for you that work with you and be able to help you get that book ready for wherever your journey takes you. So thank you so much for checking them out and tell them Neekology sent you. <laughs> That's what the break's going to be. Anyways, I'm trying to get better about that, Rudy. We're trying very to get smooth. To, very smooth. There you very go. <laughs> you would have never known it was a commercial. Anyways, um, that's for my book. Anyways, but the thing is, and then for Angie's commercial too. But I, I think where we're going with with this is is awesome because the thing is, um, with all, all the divisiveness that's going on in our country right now, we were talking about how to get back to the center, right? How to get back to things we agree on. Our country needs it. Fandom has always been there, but we've been feeling it, you know, it, it's invaded. I think we were talking earlier that because more people, this is like, like a catch-22, because more people are finding nerd things cool and getting involved, they're sort of bringing their, this is really terrible, but I'll say it, they're kind of bringing their issues into fandom, and so it's causing divisive things. And I think for people who love it, we have to remember how to keep people back into, the get people back into the center and, and agreement, places of agreement, right? And that's what we're talking about the public square. We started a thing a while back, and it's sort of, we call it the free fandom forever. So basically, it's it's free from all the political stuff. Doesn't mean that you don't talk about it, but you find places of agreement. You you know try to find a place where you can um, bring the things you love together in it, and that's kind of where we start from. So it's a platform, pretty much, too. So I think even now, with things going on, it really, that much more, maybe this is, a good movement that started and it's in lots of other people. So Joel, you're kind of reflecting on that too, right? So it's, it's, it's needed. Yeah. Well, it's needed. And I think right now, I mean, we, Gary, we talked about this a little bit after the conference. I think, you know, 
this year has been, I mean, throw out any word you want, unprecedented, weird, crazy. Yes. Like, and I'm almost kind of annoyed <laughs> with words. I'm like, all right. We, we got it. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the, the, the big losses, and it all connects, um, is really the, the lack or the, the, not disappearance, but you can say the shutdown of a lot of those public spaces, you know, right. public arenas where we did come together. We did, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't overstate, I think we're realizing how important the movie theater is. You know, sure. it's, it's that place within fandom where, you know, you're going to sit in there with a hundred people you don't know, but boy, they're excited about something that yes. regardless of their political, religious, personal beliefs, they kind Rudy's of giving an amen right there. <laughs> Yeah, that was the best part of standing in line for hours. Oh, yeah. You know, shoulder to shoulder with somebody that you don't know, and you have a conversation with them on, you know, all I don't know, all different things that you know are you know about you know either what movie or show that you're watching. Yeah. You know, and that's the biggest miss. We debate with Darth Maul on one side and Harley Quinn on the other. And that experience at a Comic Con too, where yes. you can just sit in a big circle and just talk about nothing while you're waiting in line for two hours to get an autograph. You know. Yeah. It's just, Yep. That, that camaraderie that geeks and neeks and everybody has with each other. Right. Exactly. And, yeah, and I think too. I mean, it's I mean, geeks, sneaks, nerds. All, I mean, all it's across the board. I mean, that they they it's been a community that thrives in that kind of passion and, and say, you know what, we're, we're going to come together. And, and I mean, nothing feels greater than being in a in a midnight premiere with with a bunch of people who are either in costume or if not, they're they're just so excited to be there. Right. Oh, that's Rudy's thing right there. I love I always go midnight. I, I remember well now, especially with, with social media and how how hard it is to avoid spoilers. I mean I, I yes. I, I remember going to midnight shows <laughs> no, 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 no. of Lord of the Rings and you know, the two towers and I, I remember there was a, a row of guys in front of me that all came in caves and they had the staffs. Oh, like, that's they had awesome. like, lizard staffs. You shall not pass. You say line. That's awesome. We loved it. I just said, you know, seeing people cheer and, you know, yes. those moments where people, you know, it's so loud and people are so excited in the theater yes. that sometimes you can't even hear the next line of dialogue. Yes. Right. right. But that's you the know, best. You, you, you care, but you don't really care because you're like, wow, it's just the energy in this, yeah. in this, in this shared space. And, and it, you know, and it, it, same thing with sports, you know, when people mm-hmm. go into an arena, you know, and they, they're, I mean, who knows what beliefs are coming in and what division and differences but you come in your team scores or does something and you high five the person next to you and yep you, you could have voted different than the person you could have had you know you could come from completely different places where you normally want to get along but at that moment you, you know you come together and you, you you know you put that aside for a moment and yeah and we've lost a lot of those spaces this year and i think you're seeing the ripple effect of yeah we need those you know we need those spaces in culture because um, you know, when all people have is social media, all they have is opinions online. It's mm-hmm. all the nuances and the nitpicky of what they like, they don't like. It just it, it invites this Very platform for uh-huh. people just to disagree. Right. Um, and you know, and, and even with nerddom, it's hilarious because you know you could go see a movie. You know, you could go see a movie like The Last Jedi, and and there's division on that for sure. <laughs> Angie's gonna say something on that one. <laughs> I liked it. and they're not going to do get out in the lobby. They're going to go home. They're going to go their separate ways, and that's enough. Vent so, online. <laughs> yeah. We don't so, really have that. Joel, I wanted to ask you, um, because one of the things that I was a little bit disappointed with DC this year, and I'm a DC over Marvel girl, um, but I was a little disappointed with their Wonder Women of History comics. Oh. Um, it seemed more political. Mm. Driven rather than actually choosing true heroes like Anne Frank or Madame Curie or, or people that really changed our society and history, it seemed to be almost a political push from DC. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that. If you're, you know, what you know about that and things. Yeah, I mean, you. I'm, I'm sure there's some of you, Rudy. You were the, my comic book guy, yeah. 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 Okay, so you guys probably 
know a little bit more about the, the, the comic book publishing world than I do, so I'm going to defer to you guys on that one. Um, but I think it's not just comic books. I, I think everything became political this year. I mean, you just there was times you could just separate and say, leave that. Oh, yeah, and, right. And it just infiltrated everything. And I, yeah. And it, so to a point that I think, I think it's safe to say that there's been I think we we're, we're coming to a breaking point or at least a tipping point where as a whole, as a community, we're starting to push back and say, you know what? Yeah. Enough. Yeah. There, there, there's a healthy balance of saying we need to, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of things politically that people need to speak up for and stand up for and fight for. I yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But, you know, I think when you try and bring the politics into places of entertainment or you know, sometimes people just go, we need a break, you know, or we mm-hmm. need, um, this is not why we come to comic books. This is not why we come to sports. Right. And, and, you know, it happened in sports a lot this year where a lot of the politics came in and people rejected oh, it. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I said, not that we agreed it was just a, a perfect storm politically uh, for, you know, a lot of people to get riled up and really have this one track kind of focused mind of, you know, this this is what I'm focused on. This is what irritates me today. Or, and mm-hmm. it'll just continue on and on. And, you know, in, in the comic book world, I mean, we've, you know, we've had you know, politics kind of, you know, get into the storylines all the way back to mm-hmm. you know, uh, Captain America, you know, being the crap out of Hitler, and, you know, Superman doing the same thing. <laughs> uh, I think the uh, Desert Storm, you know, storyline, that kind of deal. And, and it was always, you know, just kind of, you know, that storyline and, you know, and that was it. But, you know, lately, it, you know, it's, it's in everything, you know, it's in, uh, you know, it's in podcasts, you know, it's in, you know, comic books. It's in, you know, you know, the books that comes out. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. Yeah. Because, you know, that is, this, this is what the hot track, you know, this is what the focus, you know, the, you know, the hot topic for, you know, the last, you know, few years. That That's all it's been. I mean, I'm fairly sure that it'll, you know, pass just like everything else. It's kind of this, you know, political trend that, you know, kind of goes up and up and down. And, you know, yeah. we'll kind of see... Uh, you know the the light at the end of the tunnel where we'll get uh, storylines and movies that go back to you know a Good sense foundational of, stuff of fantasy yeah. and uh, and a lot of you know create you know creative stories and creativity going but right now it's, it's just the world that you know that that that's happening right now and what people want to watch yeah yeah and I and well and I, I think some of it is I wonder if it's people want to watch it or there's an assumption that that's people, what people want to watch yeah. um, you know I even look at you know even late your late night television your late night you know tonight show and I, mean, I just went you know all every single one of them it's like good grief every their whole monologue is political and I went yeah what? right they're, they're striking the iron while it's hot on that one well yeah, it is popularity and that's not always good as a geek if I didn't point out Dean Winchester also killed Hitler on Supernatural so <laughs> we gotta, we gotta it's all coverage in there right he actually killed well, Hitler well you know what's funny is maybe the fact is we have to focus on what's important and what the real issue is and what the real enemy is too right so it was funny we were watching this yeah. came to my head for a second but we're talking about characters who would kind of find the balance but we were watching, uh, they put the, of course, the Star Wars holiday special. We remember that one. Well, they have the Lego one out. Have you seen the Lego one yet? Rudy and I both watched it. Yes. And there's a scene in there, because the, and if we get a chance, to, we'll do an episode on it. But um, there's a part where she's, it's a whole time travel thing, and Ray is seeing all the Star Wars of the past, and she ends up fighting with Darth Vader, and they're falling through this whole thing, and they land in the Mandalorian, and the one thing they agree on was, they see the child, and they go, so cute. You know, it's kind of like... It's kind of like getting the places that we agree on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those are the things to focus on. Like, well, how, what, what, between these warring parties, what can we actually agree? Of course, our country is life, liberty, and happiness. And the thing is, um, it's getting down to the heart. You know, what is everybody, what's the heart? And if we can always continue to, instead of, you know, shooting out to the things that divide, it's like, what are the places that we can connect at? You know, my old BSU director said, find the place you connect with people first and then start a conversation. And that's that's the key, right? Well, I even kind of bled into this uh, this last episode of The Mandalorian. I don't know if you guys watched it. Spoiler alert! But you know, there was this small conversation of um, Imperial officer was um, uh, had brought up the you know people always want freedom. They fight for freedom. Freedom is is uh, you know what they'll 
you know, they'll fight and die for, but at the end of the day, order is what they need. When they realize that, they're going to welcome us back with open arms. To the Empire. Wow. Wow. And they were referencing, you know, the the new republic and how kind of chaotic it is. And, you know, it's a it's a new it's a new order. It's what, you know, everybody thought they wanted. But, you know, the galaxy, you know, at that time is, you know, really struggling. You know, they they looked at um, uh, they went to this planet and they saw all these kind of these poor kids that are just sitting in the mud. And he says, look, whether it's the new republic or the galactic empire, it doesn't matter to them. It's just, it's just a new, you know, a, a, a new, wow. um, I don't know, a, a new thing that, you know, that happens. Right. So, you know, everybody always says that, you know, this is what they want, but, you know, to other people, it's really just the same thing. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, even, you know, in presidential races, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I go for, you know, who I think will be the best president, but, you know, really at the end of the day, I mean, all these presidents just kind of blend together sometimes. Well, and the thing is, yeah. yeah, I think now we're at a point where a lot of people realize, wait a minute, I have responsibility. I need to be part of this grassroots and do my part. And maybe that's what's happening now. You know what I mean? It's like, instead of throwing on these guys, go, wait a minute, what is our role in all this? And that's, it's us, right? United States is us. And I think well, in fandom, same yeah. thing too. And I think too, I mean, I, I, I agree with so much of what you guys are saying because, you know, not to get political, but I think you're right. I think this year has been a real eye-opener for a lot of people to say, look, you know, where before we might have just kind of said, well, it's, it just kind of blends together and we're, you know, we'll kind of go along with it. It's going to stay the same. We all tend to agree on the same things. This year kind of proved, wow, we're finding we don't always agree on the same things. And sure. Some of the things that we've always accepted as foundational to, you know, even our society and our culture that we've kind of just not talked about because we accept there's been some divide and went, wow, even the foundational things that we thought we agreed on are now being called into question. Sure. Um, and ultimately, that's where people need to, I think, go, look, you know, you can't put what you care about on one person saying, well, this person will do it for me. This is the guy that I'm going to put right. across in. Yeah. He'll run, he'll run with it. Right. No, it's, it's, that's on us. We need to speak mm-hmm. up and say, you know, these are the things that we value, we care about, sure. uh, that are worth preserving. And, yeah. And and I think, you know, in the midst of all of it, and this is where I have enormous peace, is that I think people are seeing what happens when you when you kind of abandon the things that hold you together. Yes. You know, when you let it go, just say, all right, well, we're, we're going to push that to the side. We're seeing now, wow, no, we actually do need to find, and if not find it, hold on to the things that we do care about. Because mm-hmm. we're, yeah. we're seeing some of the alternative, and I think that's why it's filtering into art it's filtering into comic books it's because we haven't solidified we haven't gotten that established like no this is what we're going to come together and at least we're going to we're going to unite on this right you know mm. yeah. even i think you mentioned uh kind of the, the dc's you know uh, heroes of history thing um you know even even our how we define and how we think about heroes is changing so much you know sure, yeah. sure. and I, gary we were talking about this before of you know, there is kind of this now, you know, questioning or criticism of the people that we collectively used to agree of, like, these are people of history that we agree are heroes. Right. Yep. And now it's unpopular to say that. And so, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, being people that we go, yeah, we would accept that this person is a hero and one of our cultural icons of heroes. Now there's that tension of, are they really a hero? Can we even have heroes? If there's uh... something flawed about them that they did, can we even... Can we teach them to our children? And, and then that's just, could be, you know, creates chaos and people just go crazy. But yeah. so. but don't you want, I'm mean, just thinking about it. You think we already know who the hero is and, you know, that's our, that's, you know, Jesus is a model and that's how we should be. You know, that's who we, that's our center. But the thing about it is everybody else, our struggle is an opportunity for God to work in our lives. That's what I think, right? So these imperfect heroes you know, by the way, how else do you have the hero journey? Think about it, right? If they're perfect, they're not going to have a journey. <laughs> and the thing is, 
those struggles they have define them and it's a lifelong process to become that hero and they're supposed to struggle and have issues i don't know i'm going to go back to it but we do now they the mandalorian why we came back to mandalorian anyways boba fett a whole lot of things we learn about this guy now he's not who we think he was and it's just like but they kind of like you know reinvent a, a person and it's like there's character issues going on and these people are not always clean cut with stuff but there's their struggles are defining who they are. That's us too. I mean, it's like, you know, maybe we made some screw up in the past. Thank you, God, for grace, right? But <laughs> it's moving uh, moving forward. And I would say those are the heroes you do want to look to because you're looking, hey, if they can get through it and struggle through it, I can too. Because if you put a hero too far up there, like I'm never going to be like that person. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, but they, you know, it's maybe some of them are right alongside you. I don't know. <laughs> you know, some of these heroes too. Well, in the Bible, it says the only person we should ever aspire to be is like Christ. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah, we can put these heroes out there and, and say, this is who I look up to. But ultimately, like you said, right. the real hero is God. Right. But at some point, you know, yeah, I think that the social media people are, are braver now to speak out on social media. Um, but at some point, we got to come to a consensus that, hey, it's okay to disagree yes. on things. Yeah. But we can still enjoy the fandom together mm-hmm. without the fandom itself dividing us. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, in our classes, we're doing this thing called um, digital citizenship. I'm sure, Joel, you've heard about that, too. The kids have to go through basically things online. And one of the ones we did this week was, um, uh, oh, it was talking about uh, social, basically how we communicate to each other online. And then the face-to-face is the key right there. Because really, when it comes face-to-face, that's where you deal with all the issues. But online, it's easy to fling and throw and whatever. But it's the, the remembering how we present ourselves and our character and what we say because you can't take it back. But the whole thing is we have a life online, which is a, it's a supplement, not a replacement, to our face-to-face. How do we balance those and how are we the same person in that, you know? And that's part of that, that space, I think, too. And understand, you know, the, the flaws nice that uh, <laughs> like makes you think, right? Uh, but those you know, are those things that, that we uh, are. Accept, and we threw a few uh, characters out there. Now, of course, we, you know, we did an episode about Ahsoka you know, a while path, back who walks out times, Lonely you know, Road, I, I think right, between you know, that, the Jedi and the Sith, and it's a hard one. Trying to find that center is not always going to be, you know, your hero falls apart. Yeah. We've seen that firsthand before, and yep. and you know, there's people that just fall really hard because of it because they they think that you know just because um, you know with the church you know because uh, just because it's you know that you know God is you know there in the church that it it's going to be perfect it's flawless uh, no. there's no cracks um, you know until it, you invite people in that's right you know, you know these earthly elements that oh yeah you know will make it you know not so perfect right and so people just kind of focus on it and and i've, I've seen people that you know have these churches that have breaking down that haven't been to church since then and it's uh, you know it's kind of a, a tough thing to see and yeah. i think uh you know we, t- we talked a little bit about it with ahsoka to where you know she had that you know that kind of um fork in the road of well you know what am i looking for yeah. you know and, and it's kind of made her, you know, in the middle, you know, I'm not a Jedi, but, you know, there's, she knows what's right. Her heroes let her down, and yeah. now she has to decide what, you know, where her path is, too. So, yeah. And I think, too, you know, what's funny is, it's, it's sometimes people get in the way of us seeing God sometimes, and then he has to remove them, <laughs> you know, and just say, hey, just remember, you know, where that word comes from. They, they're not generating this. And yeah, exactly. It's a, it's an amazing thing. But maybe it's a blessing in disguise because sometimes we get too comfortable. And maybe they, we're not supposed to be comfortable. You know, there's a good, healthy uncomfortableness. <laughs> well, I think, too, I mean, you guys have already said it. But, you know, even when you read, I mean, I, I, I teach, I talk about the Bible, Christian, non-Christian, because I'm like, I, whether, you're, whether you are a believer um, or not, I said you can appreciate the, the beauty of this book. Yeah, the truth. You know, the poetry, yeah. you can mm-hmm. appreciate how well written. And you should, and I think even even looking at the history of this country, um, you know, m- many of the founding fathers were practicing men of faith, but many of them weren't, and even those that weren't respected 
and at least understood how significant the ideas and the, and the, the values of scripture were. And they said, this is probably good to model what we want to create after. Yes. Um, right. But when you study scripture, I think the, the cool thing when you step back is recognizing that, you know, God is always the hero of the story. That's right. Um, and, you know, I always equate it to, and I always teach this to my film students of like, you know, when you look at Jurassic Park, which is one of my all-time favorites, mm. they said, at the end of the day, the dinosaurs are always the hero. <laughs> yep. There you go. You know, and that's the point is at the end it has the greatest deus ex machina in, in, in probably film history of right. the T-Rex bailing them out at the end and you're like uh-huh. you're not supposed to do that <laughs> you're not supposed to do that like I would never tell a writer like your heroes are supposed to get themselves out of, out of the trouble they put themselves in right but when you at the end of the day the dinosaurs are the hero it's, it works right <laughs> Sure. Uh, you know, what's funny is it's interesting. If you realize if we got comfortable here, we probably wouldn't be doing what we should be doing. And it's a good reminder with everything going, you know, we were talking the day about things being closed, whatever. It's like, um, are you running out of time, Rudy? Okay. Um, so we're going to uh, we'll probably wrap up here in a little bit here. But um, the, uh, the thing about it is uh, this is not where we should put our happy and hope, hope, and hope in. So it's like maybe that's, like I said, we are um, – uh, uh, having, what do you call it, desire for something better. Because we know it's out there. It's not going to be perfect in this world. No perfect people, no perfect situation. So, you know, it's, it's a good things. So I think, I, are you guys still there? Okay, I can't see your pictures. Okay, I lost your FaceTime there too. So, but uh, wow, good stuff. Rudy, you got five minutes left or what you got? He's got to head out. He's got holiday stuff. Pretty, pretty close, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. Um, but, you know, I think what I would hope for all of us is that we would find, and I hope we'll continue this conversation because there's a lot in here too. So this is just part one, right? But always finding that place that we're supposed to uh, make that impact. And and Angie, I appreciate you saying that today. It's like, you know, sometimes when you do find that place, you, you question yourself and people question too. Be like, wait, is this what God's put in my heart to do? I need to do it. And even if it's not popular or it's not you know, trendy or whatever, it's sticking with what you feel like you should do, right? And that's finding your your place. So important. That's simply Jesus's story, <laughs> doing what everybody yes. said he shouldn't do. <laughs> right, exactly. But it did, right? Well, even when we started this, Gary, I mean, there were some people that didn't really this is what? get what we were doing. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's funny? is pe- There are people who finally did, like my dad goes, now I get it. Because he was always like, why do you like Alyssa? Blah. Exactly like Joel said, that's not real. Like, Dad, I know it's not real. This is just a fantasy, right? And it's sort of my escape from all the crappy family stuff, you know? And I didn't say that to him. But anyways, but the thing is, um, they some, it takes time. But you stick with what you're supposed to do and keep building. But there's always naysayers. You got your sandballats out there telling you, eh, hey, don't build that wall. It's stupid. You know, but hey, this is what we're going to do, right? Finish doing what we're supposed to do. Well, it's just like when we were doing the uh, the youth group uh, before my son was born. I had time, all the time in the world. Yes. Um, I'd give my youth pastor my, you know, my my sermon for for the night, and I said, "Oh, it's about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. And he's like, "Well, how are you going to do Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy and and get a message to the kids?" I'm like, "Watch me." <laughs> It'll work. It's connecting, right? No, and you know how to speak to your audience and what connects with them too. It is. So, yeah. and it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? It's not for everybody. It's not everybody's thing, but it's somebody's thing, right? So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, and we just got to keep doing it. So, and I think this is a good time. It was almost like a time of reflecting. And Joel, I thank you so much for, you know, all these things. It's a good reminder as God's connecting things that there is something coming and we got to stick with it and things are changing. You know, a lot of things are not being made, but other things are that might satisfy some needs that people have. And, Hopefully, it's to get them back to where they should be at, you know. So, keep at it, Joel. Yeah, well, and you guys too. I mean, I, I appreciate Gary when we talked. I think you reached out to me at the conference. I was like, I love what you guys are doing. So it's 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 important to reference. I've I've mentioned you guys in my classes with my 
this. It's like, you know, find your community, find your ministry of yeah. where it is. And it may look different than what you expect. Um, but there, there's communities of people out there that, you know, if you speak their language, yeah, God is going to use that. So yeah. I respect you guys. We should keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, you betcha. And we'll, and we'll talk again. We'll have some more, uh, more great stuff coming up. And we really appreciate you being on here today. And, We'll uh, let Rudy, because uh, he's got to head out, and we'll see what's up next. But, uh, guys, so much. Thank you so much for your time, and um, we'll talk again. But go find that public square where you're supposed to be at, and hopefully we'll uh, be talking to you soon. I'm still Gary. Still Rudy. Still Angie. Joel, are you still Joel? I'm still Joel. Good. All right, we're checking. You too. Thanks for listening to Neekology 101. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button and stay up to date with what's new in the fandom universe. You can find Neekology 101 on Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. We love to hear from our fans and your input helps make this show possible. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at God Among Geeks. Or you can contact us at necology101class at gmail.com. We know that you have a lot of fandom choices out there, so thanks for including us in your fandom universe.